Hello. Hi. And welcome to the Freshly Popped Podcast. That's that's the podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Wes. We're here again to talk about movies and such. And we have no <laughs> qualifications whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have degrees. We do have degrees, but neither of them are in film studies. <laughs> so... Anyway, so, we apologize for being gone again. We're uh, we're on, on winter break. Yeah, winter break. Mm. Yeah, um, we're kind of we're trying something new again until oh, yeah. we figure out what works for Just us. Keep doing new. Keep trying things. Try everything. So as, our, uh, our curtain gazelle says our curtain goal. Our current goal. Our what? curtain goal. Did you say gazelle? <laughs> yes. Whatever. That's her um, name, right? In Zootopia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't know what we were referencing. I was like, what are we talking about? It was a good reference. Now I'm mad you didn't get no, it. No, I'm just an idiot. So um, we got to pull back our curtain, as you said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I meant it like that. We're pulling our back curtain the curtain problem. on a new idea. No. So we're our goal is two episodes every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to essentially record both episodes together. So the episodes for a while, unless we realize that we hate this and change it again, yeah, because we're definitely open to rearranging the podcast until we find a format that works best right. for us. Um, we're kind of doing like news, maybe a little bit of topicy stuff in the first episode, and then the second episode every month will be a full on just topic, and all we talk about is that topic, and we devote the entire time to it. Uh, partially because we both, I feel, we were talking about this a little bit before we recorded. We feel like we could go more in depth on a lot of those. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like, and and I, my point was that when we do news, and I'm not saying that news isn't important because it is, there's a lot to be said there, but by giving a news story or by focusing on news, it kind of dates that episode to where it has to be like within that time period. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can always look back, but it's just like. Well, especially when it takes us a while to get. It's these like out. with the spoiler cast, like that's something that you can go listen to anytime, exactly. as long as you haven't seen No Way Home, or even if you have seen No Way Home, you know. I, I yeah. don't know. I agree. Oh well. So my point was made. I like to think that. I I agree with you. <laughs> I would just like that to be heard. So today we are recording. I gotta check the date. It is um the it is 13th. Sunday, February 13th. Right. It's another holiday it's weekend. Another yeah, we only record on holiday weekends apparently. Today is Super Bowl Sunday for all you sports people out there. Woo, sports. Woo. I used to say that I only watched the Olympics, but I didn't watch the Olympics this year and I'm not watching it currently. So I honestly I guess I'm a liar. I keep forgetting that the Olympics is happening. I'm right, because it, it's been pushed back so much. Yeah. Um and then tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. Oh, Valentine's Day. Get your Valentine's Yeah. You know what I'm doing for my Valentine's Day? You do. Let's, let's talk. That's, that's our first well, topic. Let's talk about you. Valentine's day. Let's talk about you. Well, I mean. <laughs> what are you doing? My Valentine's Day? Mm, I get to handle auditions. <laughs> and that's it. I get to go to work and come home. And wow. That's it. Look at us with our plans for Valentine's I... Day. This was our Valentine's Day corner. I love a holiday special. Yes, um, <laughs> it's a holiday special <laughs> that's going to be released after Valentine's Day Valentine's anyway. Day. So uh, why does it matter that we just talked about it's it? It's fine. It's fine. So basically, in this episode that you're listening to right now, 
We're going to talk about, like we said, we're going to talk about some news. Right. Um, we're mostly going to focus on uh, the Oscar nominations that just came out. I have a lot of things to say, a lot of things to watch. Oh my God, let's get into it. And then our second episode is going to be devoted to our individual top 10 lists of most anticipated film and television projects coming out in the year 2022. Right. Cause we're still early enough that we can talk. We about can still it. talk about if it. We so wait any longer. We can't talk just, about it anymore. Uh, um, so uh, if you enjoy this episode, come back for the second one. Come back, please, please, please come back. So uh, <laughs> without further ado, let's begin with some news. And as always, we're going to begin with this weekend's box office report. Yeah, we need a song like, like <laughs> when they switch to like traffic on the radio, and it's just like, and then like the person comes in, they're like going outbound on the Kennedy Expressway. I think we should just keep that bit and use that every time. <laughs> Comment below if you agree. Uh, should we do traffic on this call podcast? in? Call in if you agree. Uh, <laughs> this is your freshly popped traffic report. <laughs> So, the uh, I have the top five most well-performing movies from this past weekend. And again, we're going into Valentine's Day, but with Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Super Bowl Sunday is kind of considered a low business day at the movies. Right, because people so, are home all day. I'm not going to bore y'all with the numbers. We already had that discussion. But um, a lot of the like box office earnings were a little bit lower this weekend than they normally would be. Um, so number five is Blacklight, which is not a movie I know much about other than it has Liam Neeson in it. Liam Neeson's great. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Um, and it's on its first week. So it opened this past weekend to number five. Number four on its ninth week. We have Spider-Man No Way Home. It's, it's this still movie up is there. still going strong. Um, I keep seeing these interviews of uh, with, with Tom Holland where they, they're telling him, like, look, you're almost in the number one spot for for highest grossing movie for U.S. domestic. That's crazy. Um, and it's up there. It's right behind, I want to say, Infinity War. Yeah. Um. I- which is crazy. I, it's weird to think about you know, it. It's weird, to th- especially with Miss uh, Rona in the air. Well, I mean, with that and the fact that, like, I mean, Infinity War and Endgame were the end of the whole phase. This is like kind of the start of a phase. So yeah. I guess, I guess, I could see the numbers there. But like, it's pretty cool it's that it's that cool. high. You know, especially good for him. On like going, into... he deserves it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so number three, which also opened this weekend, is Marry Me. That new Owen Wilson J-Lo movie where they, like, randomly get married. Have you not seen any trailers for it? No. Okay, so I... What? First saw the trailer for this movie when I went to see Licorice Pizza. It is about... J-Lo plays, like, a famous, like, singer. Imagine that. Yeah, wow. And, uh... She did a lot of training for that role. I know, right? And her, like, boyfriend cheats on her. Like, they're... Oh, I remember. It's like a publicity stunt. They're gonna get married during an awards ceremony. But they're gonna get, like, for real married. He doesn't show up because he was, like, sleeping with someone else. Oh, my God. And so she... Maybe it's not an awards ceremony. It might be just, like, a concert. She points out... She sees Owen Wilson in the audience. She goes, you. I'm gonna marry you. And then they, like, get together. He's just, like, a guy. <laughs> what? And that's what the, the basis of the movie... I think it looks not good. 
I think it would be a fun like movie to hackle, but I, right, like what? But it's not my vibe. That's I don't probably really, why it's so high on the list. But it's, right it's now. like a Valentine's Day kind of movie, right? So. I guess it's like a it's a romance movie. It's, I bet they fall in love. Oh, I'm certain end, it ends they love them each other, and like whatever. If you like that movie, I'm not making fun of you, but it just doesn't <laughs> seem like my vibe. Um, but that is number three. Number two, and it's on its second week, is Jackass Forever. <gasps> Can we say that on the podcast? That's the name of the movie. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes. I heard that that one's pretty interesting. I haven't seen any of the Jackass I, movies, so I don't have any attachment to them. Really. I swear I've seen trailers for that for a while. I think it was the the release date was pushed back a few times, and then it finally came out um, this month. And, I mean, you know, it's typical Jackass where it's like a bunch of pranks and uh over the top stuff i don't know don't know what else to say about it <laughs> it's got its audience so right well i mean yeah if it's number what three it's number two two um and then number one which opened this weekend is death on the nile the new agatha christie movie with uh maybe cannibal army hammer <laughs> you'll notice that they don't show him in any of the marketing material <laughs> they like very specifically avoid him so he's got to be a cannibal um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I might see that movie. I never saw Murder on the Orient Express. Like, I kind of want to. Is it a sequel? Yeah, I mean, it's another, like, Detective Benoit. Oh, okay, so movie. it's like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, where it's, it's like an a whole installment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like um, they're going to do with Knives Out. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. We might get into that in our oh. second episode. So oh. stay tuned. Um, but moving on from Box Office Report... Our first, we only really have a couple of little yeah, news there's things. There's not a lot of there's news. There's not a lot right going now. on. Um, and I really do actually want to spend like a decent amount of time on the Oscars. If, if we have enough to say about them, I've got things to say. You've got um, things. I've got things to say. But, <laughs> You're um, more into award shows than I am. I love the Academy Awards. <laughs> um, but speaking of award shows, our first article, um, or our first news story. Um, which I'm reading on an article on Deadline. Go check them out. Yeah. Um, you know, they really need our poll. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> shout, shout out to Deadline. <laughs> you know, really, really, really small independent business. <laughs> um, the Basically, the BAFTA Awards, which are the British Academy of Film and Television Awards. I got that right. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like, it's a really big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, their bosses are basically saying that they're considering moving to gender-neutral acting awards and so instead of having like best actor best actress it would just be one right and i think i think i'd be down for that i honestly think it would be a good turn um because like whenever you watch an award show they always make like best actors like one of the last ones right and like it's better than best actress and it's always caused that sort give of it like more weight, right. Sure. It's caused that sort of mentality, which kind of sucks because I there are a lot of actresses that or actors that do better than male actors, and the fact that there is so much more pull towards male actors versus female actors, it's just like yeah, eh. and also you have like all the actors in between, exactly, and past and whatever you want to say yeah. on the spectrum and it's like this and they're not they wouldn't be the first award show to have done this other award shows have done this uh the mtv movie awards already did it I think yeah but that's mtv well yes <laughs> i know but like still 
Um, I don't know if we'll ever see the Academy do it. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, did. the Academy just lost a, a voter this year, a person on the Academy, Meatloaf, who was a member of the the Academy. R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. <laughs> to Meatloaf. So now there's going to be a whole bunch of change because Meatloaf was holding it back. Oh, yeah. He did so much <laughs> in the Academy. Oh, oh, I miss Meatloaf. But, yeah. Um, I think oh, I think in the long run this is a good idea because at the end of the day, like, why are we separating the acting performances out by gender? Like, we don't do that with anything else. Right. So it doesn't really – I mean, I feel like the only argument you can make is because we see these people's faces. Like, we see them. But still, I don't really see how – I don't see how gender inherently like would change the, the skill set. Yeah, it doesn't change the skill set at all. So it's like it's I mean it makes sense if it's like certain like best um best costume, best makeup, best this, because those are different skill sets. Yeah. Whereas acting it's like acting is the skill set. Yeah. So, like, I, I get, like, supporting actor because that's different roles. Yeah, you should have the – because it's 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 the style of acting. But lead versus supporting. That's a whole different thing. They're, yeah, those are two different types of roles. Because, I, I mean, they separate by movie genres, which makes sense, or types. And, like, yeah, it, it, all other separation of awards make sense. That's the only one that's just, like, I don't – I don't really know that that's necessary to separate into genders. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see uh, that moving forward. We'll see. We shall see. So moving on. It's the Super Bowl. Like One thing I will say that I always do get excited about when the Super Bowl comes is... The puppy usually, bowl? I, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> Sure. I don't really watch it, but I love puppies, so fine. But, but I really enjoy... I mean, yeah, the commercials. The commercials have obviously, I think, been getting worse and worse every year. But there are always some fun little like movie, or like television show TV spots. Yeah, that they usually wait until they now drop to some announce new, it. Some new footage. So I'm just gonna like name. Oh, some of them have already been dropped. Some of them have already dropped their trailers. Right. Um, but some have not yet. And I want to like spend a few moments talking about some that are already out let's that are really do enjoyable, it and some that i really hope we see um well we actually just before we started recording watched the trailer for nope which is jordan peele's new movie it looks pretty good i actually think it looks kind of cool i mean i i just really and everyone keeps saying this but i really like the fact that he's doing horror movies like because uh, he's a comedy it guy so, well. so it's like he does such a good job doing other genres it shows that when when you put someone into one skill set or one genre, that that holds them back. You know? Well, I also think that horror is such an excellent foil for comedy. I think in a lot of ways those two genres are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I it's guess so. Because a lot of comedy is rooted in darkness. It's just how you uh, portray it, I feel like, that makes the big difference. Right, but his so, his horror movies, though, have such deep commentary yes. to them every time. It's so so fascinating. I agree. <laughs> um, so that trailer looks really cool. Uh, there was a little spot that uh, DC Films dropped that showed a little bit of footage from all four of their movies coming out this year. The Batman. Uh, Flash. Flash. Aquaman. Aquaman 2 and, and Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah. I'm very excited about The Batman. 
I'm surprised I remembered all four of them because I, I I really am not a big DC person. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about Black Adam. Like I'm actually really excited because Black Adam it shows the like it shows Hawkman, it shows uh, uh, Doctor Fate. Like mm. it looks really cool. I want to be excited about the Flash. But I just am too skeptical. I need to wait until it comes out. Didn't they already do a TV show for Flash? Well, yeah. And and that show used to be good. But it's a new Flash now, right? Well, this is the one that was in, like, Justice League. This was the one in the the younger guy. Yeah. Um, I just, I want to be excited about that movie so bad. But I still just feel like, because of all the delays and all of the director changes they've had, I just feel like I haven't seen enough footage yet. Right, and I don't know when that movie comes out. I think it's a it's like later. December. So yeah, I like. It's way I just feel like later. I haven't seen. Well, Aquaman uh, doesn't come out for a while too. Those those both come out November December. I think when I was looking up dates, the Flash comes out on November fourth. Right, and Aquaman's December then. Right. You're correct. Aquaman in the, La- in the Lost Kingdom comes out December sixteenth. My Look memory is going great today. Um, but yes, so I'm I'm intrigued by those, but I I feel much more excited about the Batman and Black Adam. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I I just Batman I think is gonna be good, but like I don't know. I'm not as into DC films. I, and I like I think that it's they're just, taking more risks with their films now, which right. makes me more interested in their stuff. That's probably why I'm not, um, is because it's just, like I don't know, their movies used to be so bland. They're, I like that they're doing more interesting things now. I'm, I, yes, I'm just very excited for Batman. That's the big one for me. I mean, I like Shazam. I, that was a good I one. I Shazam. Yeah. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Okay. I liked the recent, <laughs> su- I mean, the Suicide Squad movie they just did. I still haven't seen It's excellent. I really like it. Um, is that oh it's on hbo max isn't it I, yes. that's the one i don't have well that and paramount plus but. i have it we'll watch it uh, at some point okay um one that they have not released yet and the producers are being very like the the producer of this show is being very like it'll come out when it comes out but it's being reported that the trailer for the lord of the rings the rings of power will be dropping tonight which that is oh. the the prime studio's uh, like Lord of the Rings show, they dropped a few stills from it recently. I thought the stills looked fine. I guess a lot of people didn't. Have it, you heard anything else? Of, like, what's what's the? Because I haven't heard too much about it. We so we don't know what's, much. We don't know what the it's about. The shtick is it takes place far in the past. One of the main characters is Galadriel, but she's much younger. Okay. And so it's it's like a prequel in the sense that it takes place a lot earlier in the timeline than Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. But like okay. Very much. Is it before a Hobbit or yeah, after Hobbit? Way before. Okay. Way before. Um like I think thousands of years before kind of thing. I don't oh, I'm not gonna lie. My, okay. I haven't touched the world of of Middle Earth in a long time, so I don't know much about the right, history. Right. Um but that show comes out in September. I don't know the day off the top of my head, but I'm very excited. I'm excited to see more of it because I want to be excited about it. So mm. I hope that the trailer's great so I can justify it. Cause there've been people in my circle who've seen the stills and think they look bad, but I think the stills look fine. Right. Like, I think they look, I mean, they're images. It's, I feel like it's very difficult. I've always said this. I, I think it's a little unfair to judge a motion picture fully based on just images. Right. Because, when you see the actual product, it's going to be in motion. Right. And that makes, yeah. and a lot, there are a lot of things in like movies and shows 
that work well in motion and don't work well when they're not in motion. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, I really hope the trailer's good. Well, a picture <laughs> says a thousand words, but a movie's like a million pictures. So You're so right. Look how philosophical I am. You're just <laughs> Is that so a word? smart. Philosoph- philosophical. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those were the main ones I wanted to talk about. I'm just going to super skim through a bunch of other ones. There's already been the new Jurassic World Dominion trailer, which... It's apparently a great trailer. I have not watched it's it. It's going to finish, yeah, the whole uh, the whole series. So Yeah, all the like original actors are coming back. Yeah, it's finally going to wrap it up. Um, and then there was also a trailer for Lightyear that already dropped that I have not watched, but... I've seen bits of it. I want to watch it. I'm actually really excited about that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new game spot for the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like that's pretty much it for stuff that's already come out. I really hope that Marvel does something... I remember the last one they did, they dropped uh, a little, it was before any of the Disney Plus stuff had come out, they dropped a little spot showing off a little bit of footage of Falcon Winter Soldier, a little bit of footage of WandaVision, and like a split second of Loki footage. So I would be okay with something like that. I want to see something new. It doesn't have to be something super in-depth. But I could see them dropping a Moon Knight spot or a Doctor Strange spot. Yeah, and I would also the last one I would like to see. I hope they drop an Obi Wan spot, since they dropped the poster. But we'll see. Yeah, we don't I know. mean, it, it comes out April twenty fifth, May twenty fifth, or May twenty fifth. Sorry, I had that stuck in my head. Duh, May twenty fifth. The forty, I think forty fifth. Yeah, forty fifth anniversary Star Wars movie. Right. Um. So yes. Um. I guess we'll see. I mean, by the time this uh episode's out, that will already have happened. So y'all can make fun of. Yeah, what trailers wrong we predictions missed. <laughs> then, but um, right now, we don't know. But we're going to move on to our main topic of this half of the episode, which are Oscar Oscars. nominations, baby. <laughs> Yay. Um, anyone who knows me, who anyone who gets me, understands that I consider the Oscars to be my favorite holiday. <laughs> um, a holiday. It's a holiday. I don't care what anyone says. Um, all holidays are made up, so I can make up one if I want. Right, you can um, do whatever you want. But uh, I'm very excited. Last year was kind of a... I always have an Oscar party, and last year I didn't because of COVID. So I'm, like, really excited about this year. Right, we're going to have a party. I know, I'm really excited about it's it. It's the end of my spring break, though, so <laughs> that's well, going to suck. we'll deal with that when we get right. there. Um, so every year i haven't so there's a lot of the movies i haven't watched yet but i plan to every year i always at least watch the best picture nominees i'm actually kind of already ahead a little bit so i'm gonna watch some other ones too but i'm gonna go down i don't know if we'll have time for all the categories but i'm gonna go down some of the big ones oh we actually we have lots of time so we do we do have some time um we'll start with best picture so the nominees the nominees for best picture are Belfast, Coda. I'm reading it like they do when they announce it. <laughs> There's so much time in between each one. <laughs> Don't look up. Drive my car. Dune. King Richard. Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley. The Power of the Dog. And West Side Story. Those are our Best Picture nominations. Um, I've are seen we making f- predictions right now, or are we just? Do we want to? I mean, I've only seen four of them so far. So thus right, far, right? So should we wait? I mean, mm, let's wait. Well, 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 yeah, let's wait because we should have time to do another episode before the Oscars come out. 
Right. And plus, West Side Story comes out on Disney Plus in like in, a oh week yeah, or so. Oh, yeah, very soon. No, two weeks, yeah. So, so far, the only Best Picture nominees that I've watched have been Don't Look Up, Dune, Licorice Pizza, and The Power of the Dog. Um, so far, I haven't decided if I prefer The Power of the Dog or Dune, but I think The Power of the Dog is much more likely to win for a variety of reasons that we'll get into later. Uh, I thought that Don't Look Up was great, but I don't think it will win. And I'm not going to lie, I did not care for Licorice Pizza. Um, I, I, from watching the trailers for that, I was just like, it's it's very much a period piece, which I get. Well, but it just I, I didn't realize did not too, seem interesting to me. I didn't realize it's very apparently it's very like the story is very personal to Paul Thomas Anderson. Like, oh, okay. like it's just a very personal story for him, which is great. I just didn't resonate with it. Um, but we're not King here. Richard was good. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It was good, but I I also don't think that one would win yeah. per se. Um, a lot of people. Well, here actually, let's move on to. Uh, we're gonna move on to best director next. Best director, okay. Because yeah. I actually think that if the most important, a lot of people look at the second, like the ones that the the categories that are of most importance behind best picture to be the acting ones, but I disagree. Uh, directing, I think, is the the next most important, especially because it usually informs who wins best picture. I don't know the actual stat, but the overwhelming majority of Best Picture winners have also won Best Director, um, which is how you can kind of narrow down who's probably going to win Best Picture. <laughs> so the uh, the nominees for directing this year are uh, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryosuke Hamaguchi uh, for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. And again, I've only seen two of these, but from what I'm hearing just online and stuff, it sounds like a lot of people think it's going to be Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, but I can't say for myself yet. Hmm. Tell me more about the Power of the Dog, because I've no, I'd never heard so of that. So it's, it's really difficult to explain. It's a really, I would Is love- Is it about a dog? Not a really. A powerful dog? Not a literal dog. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, you should definitely watch it. I would be interested to see what you think of it. But basically, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's based off a book. And it's a it is a period piece, but it like doesn't really feel like a period piece in my opinion. Like it's a very uh, character centric story. Um, because I know my my brother has also been watching them, and he's like, I don't typically like period dramas, and I'm like, it's not a period drama in the way that a lot of them are. Right. I don't think it over focuses on the period. Um, because it's so focused on the characters, but it is about these two brothers who own a ranch. Um, one of them is Benedict Cumberbatch, and the other one is played by Jesse Plemons. And Jesse Plemons's character is kind of like like they they're very rich, they're very wealthy, and they're very high society, and he kind of embraces that. But Benedict Cumberbatch's character um, doesn't. He like he wants to be like quote unquote like a man's man like in the dirt and that doesn't care about like it kind of is an asshole like sorry i just cursed but like mm, that he's mean, that kind of yeah. like toxic masculinity type of character okay and jesse plemon they basically meet this woman this uh widow who's played by kirsten dunst who i didn't realize she and jesse plemons are married in real life and jesse plemons falls in love with her they get married she has a son who is kind of more effeminate and, and so he and Benedict Cumberbatch's character don't get along at first. And then they're kind of like the relationship evolves. And it is kind of, I don't want to, obviously don't want to give anything away, but 
it it's kind of like a deep exploration of like how like grief and jealousy and like generational trauma and how it like affects not just the person who's dealing with it, but the people around them as well. It's very, very interesting. Okay. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'd probably like that. Um, I would definitely be interested to see what you think of it. Um, but yes, that's the directing nominations. Okay. Um, what's next? We're going to head over to uh, actor in a leading role. So we've got uh, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for the power of the dog, Andrew Garfield for tick, tick, boom, Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. I'm going to be honest. I really want Andrew Garfield. This is a stacked list. You know, like Like, Andrew Garfield, I feel like has gotten so much crap. He's great. Oh, he's he's awesome. Yeah. By far. And like, I feel bad because like he, he gets like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he gets flack. I think for so long, because people only associated him with the amazing Spider-Man movies. Right. But then like since then, he's done so many good films and he's oh, he, well, here's the thing. Even if he's in a bad movie, he's always fantastic in it. Yeah. So like he I think he's really more than proven himself as one of the best working actors today. Definitely. I really want. I mean, I want him to earn it, but I don't know if that's going to be the case, you know. I I can't give predictions. Yeah, I've only seen one of these performances. But I hear like that they're all excellent. So we'll come back. I'll oh, come back next time. Yeah, Will Smith more did of these so well with King Richard. I hear he's great. I hear Denzel. I hear the tragedy of Macbeth, not just Denzel, but also Francis McDormand. Like I hear it's amazing, and I love Shakespeare. So that one will definitely be on my list. Next, we're gonna look at actress in a leading role. Okay, so for actress in a leading role, we have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Again, yeah, Kristen. I'm so excited. I haven't gotten the Good chance to see Spencer yet, um, but I've been a big fan of her. An actor <laughs> can only do so much with a bad script. Like, right. You know what I mean? Love when there's like an actor or a performer who a good chunk of the audience doubts, and then like over time they show why it's less and less valid to doubt them. And I think that Kristen Stewart has been doing that very well. Yeah. She probably did better in this than she did in happiest season. <laughs> she was, <here's> thing, that <laughs> she movie was really was bad, good, in that but too. she was actually really good in that movie. Uh, <laughs> for anyone new, that's our fun joke is we watched happiest season, the gay Kristen Stewart Christmas movie that came out a couple years ago. And it's not good. It was bad. And we like to go back to how bad it was. It's so bad. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on how bad that movie we, Oh my god, this Christmas time we should do a we should do a retrospective on the <laughs> on happiest retrospective. season. A look into happiest look season. Um and then I will say I haven't seen The Lost Daughter yet. Sorry, I cannot speak. I have not seen The Last Daughter yet. The Lost Daughter yet. <laughs> I'm leaving um, all the time. Please she said do. That in. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I've been hearing a lot of things about it that make me want to see it. And Olivia Coleman is an excellent actor. Like, have you seen anything that she's in? Probably. Uh, give me, give me one. The first movie I ever saw her in was The Favorite. Well, you watched The Father with me, didn't you? No, I didn't get a chance to go with you. That's right. We couldn't schedule him. Uh, she, 
I think her. So you probably recognize her most. She. Do you watch The Crown? Nope. God. Okay, you would recognize her face, but she's really great. She played the queen in the favorite, and she won for that. She played the the uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins daughter in The Father. Right. And she was nominated for that, I believe. She did not win, but she was fantastic in that. She's going to be in uh, the upcoming uh, Marvel Studios series, uh, Secret Invasion. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> go off. But she's <laughs> really great in everything she does. So I'm like, she's kind of like, I heard, I was watching some other like discussions about this online. And someone I follow was saying like, she's definitely starting to enter that conversation of like, Meryl level of like Meryl Streep of acclaim in terms of acting. This is her third, her third time getting nominated in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for which her. like never happens. So like she's excellent. Um, I don't really have much else to say. I like all these actors. I just haven't seen any of these performances, so I can't speak on them. Uh, I'm very excited to watch these movies though and see the performances. Like I said, I might have more time to actually watch some of. The movies that were nominated in other categories right i mean about. now that we've talked about it we'll we'll probably do an episode in march i will i really want to so we can actually um yeah have we'll, some better opinions. we'll put together a list and actually watch through the stuff so that yeah. we know what to watch so next we have um actor in a supporting role oh no oh no. i believe his name is pronounced sierra Hines. i'm not familiar with this actor um he's in belfast next we have Troy Kotzer in Coda. Then Jesse Plemons in The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos. And Cody Smith-McPhee in The Power of the Dog. Um, Again, I've only seen two of these performances. Cody Smith-McPhee and uh, Jesse Plemons. They were both good. I... I haven't seen the other performances, but I just have a hard time seeing either of them winning but i could change my mind see i when i look at award shows and this is probably the wrong way to look at them but i always (laughs) look for the people i want to root for and just be like yeah like i'm on their side and a lot of the time it's it's because i don't know the other characters (laughs) yeah Yeah, so for this list it's jk simmons because i love him (laughs) i hear he's great and i love jk simmons if you haven't seen whiplash like go watch Whiplash. and it sucks because i can't i can't say um, you know, go J.K. Simmons because I haven't seen the other ones and I don't like I don't yeah. know these other people, and that's the thing. I'm so bad with names if they're not in things that I watch all the time. That's fair. So I don't know. J.K. Simmons is great. He's great in just about everything he does, even though he sounds similar in just about everything he does. That's fine. It's just his voice. I think his. Well, I don't know because he does have range. He does play the yellow Eminem. Oh, that's true. I so it's just like you, you would never guess that. <laughs> so it's just like, okay. And then he plays Ford in Gravity Falls. Yeah. And that sounds like him. You know, like, so he's it's, it's interesting. He's really, he's, he's a really good guy from what I yes, hear. So. He seems like it. He gives off those vibes, which is what makes watching him in Whiplash so much more jarring because he's not a good guy. Because he's a poop head. Um, he plays a poop head in a lot of movies. He's, He's a poop head in the Spider-Man He's really movies. Good at it. <laughs> um, so next we have actress in a supporting role. Ooh. We've got Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, 
Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, and Ingenue Ellis in King Richard. Which a lot of people are saying Ingenue Ellis is like, she's the one to keep your eye on. Oh, that's, I remember what I was going to say before. A lot of, what I'm actually really excited about with a lot of the acting categories is it really feels like anyone's game. Like, there's no one clear, like, this person's obviously winning. Like, remember right. when Viola there's Davis no one on those lists was on the list like, for oh. fences, and we were like, okay, Viola's going to take this, right. and she did. Like, <laughs> um, like this year, I, I think that makes for a more fun year when the performances are all not only so excellent, but so different from each other that you really just, like, you don't really know who's going to take it. And that's exciting. It's going to be really exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a specific category you want to look at next? Um, animated feature film. Animated Excuse film. me. Okay. Uh, because. Do you want to read these ones? Uh, I get to read them? Oh, my God. Okay. The nominees are Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Now, I've only seen uh, two of these. I've seen four. This is the only category that I've seen a good amount of. <laughs> so what do you think? Which, ones have, which one have you not I, seen? I have not seen Flea. Okay. Um, Encanto is good. I don't think it should win. Luca was good. I don't think it should win. Do you think Mitchells versus the Machines? I want the Mitchells versus the Machines to win. It is one of my favorite movies I, of all I, time I, now. I've been told I would love it. I think it is absolutely amazingly written. It it really tugs at your heartstrings. Like You're like, okay, like this goofy movie, family movie. But, oh, my God, was it so, like, sad at times. Because yeah. it's just, like, it, it's a coming of age. Like, this girl's growing up. She's trying to go to college. And her and her dad are, like, it, it shows all these moments from when she was younger. And they have this great relationship. And now they've kind of drifted apart. And it really tugged. Like, it, I cried so yeah. much during that movie. I would but love it. also, I mean, it was so funny. Is it? It's so well written. I mean, Alex Hirsch uh, produced it, Alex right? Alex Hirsch so, is so freaking hilarious. He's like, such joking? a good writer. And like he's at anything Alex Hirsch works on that I've seen yeah, has been fantastic. He's great. And I really want that movie to win. Because of these other movies, I haven't seen Flea, but of these other movies, I think it's the one that is the most unique. Yeah. Like it's and like just has the best story because in Kanto, yes it was good it had um like good music and stuff mm-hmm. but like i don't know it's just i feel like it's between those like two. I'd, I'd watch I it do. again sure ryan the last dragon i don't i don't think at all it won't, it won't win luca was it seemed way low for a pixar movie that's what i've heard because i haven't caught it yet it was good but it just didn't seem like on par with yeah. these other memorable pixar movies luca was just like kind of underneath the the bar there yeah so i really think the mitchells versus the machine should win i'm just not sure if it will well and i will say i mean there used to be and there probably still is there there was a period of time where disney was winning every year right that doesn't happen really anymore so because there's so many good animated studios so i think like mitchells versus the machines has a pretty solid chance i really hope it dies oh Anyway, I'm glad I could finally be excited about a category. <laughs> Do you have another one you want to read specifically? Because it it doesn't look like we're going to have time to get to all of them. Um, so we can probably go for like 10-ish more minutes. How about documentary shorts? <laughs> no, not, not really. I, I really wish I was more. I like docu- Like I don't dislike documentaries. I enjoy them. I just wish I was 
more into the art form. <laughs> right. Because I, like, I only ever watch them about things I care about. Yeah, when it comes to, like, the rest of the categories, there's not really much that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm super excited for that. What's like, actually, there's one I want to look at. The, the animated feature one is probably one of my favorite categories just yeah. because that's that's most of my interest is the animated stuff um one that i actually really do want to look at is the visual effects category and for a couple reasons but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it so the the nominees are dune free guy no time to die shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and spider-man no way home I really think this is between two movies. Okay. I think it's between Dune and it's between No Time to Die. I think it's one of those two. Really? Yeah. Well, because I was thinking about this with uh, No Time to Die, it's the style of visual effects that I sometimes overlook and a lot of people do, which is the visual effects of making everything look real in reality. Like a lot of car chases, a lot of people don't realize how many of the cars on the screen are completely CG. Right, that's what so much of No Time to Die is, which is good, yeah. Because if you watch excellent, which is why I think it could actually take this because of mm, that. Because Free Guy and No Way Home, like those Marvel movies, they're always nominated, but I just I'm not sure if they should really win. Just because, yes, it's impressive, but like it's when when you do it to where it looks so realistic, that's what I'm not gonna lie. If I was gonna give it to one of the Marvel movies, I would give it to Shang Chi before I gave it to Spider Man. Mm -hmm. I would. I thought the visual effects were just cleaner, but that's just me. They were. I I think it's between Dune or No Time to Die. Cause have you seen Dune? No. Wesley, you have where can I watch it? it? HBO Max. That's we'll figure it out. It's so good, and the visual effects on that movie are excellent. So I think it's one of those two. Um, I just I have I don't know anything about the making of visual effects. I just find them very fascinating, so I wanted to talk about it. Um, I know I'd like Dune. I like all the actors in it. Oh, and it's like that classic style of sci-fi that's like, mm. uh, more like weird sci-fi. I mean, I like action, but it's a little less action, a little more world building. Really world building. So I would probably really love it. You would love it. Another category that we can look at, if you don't mind. I don't care. Okay. This is our um, show. Writing, original screenplay. Ooh, yes. I like the original ones because adapting, like, that already exists. We'll look but at that. Original one. screenplay, it's like someone wrote this whole thing, um, or a group of people wrote this whole thing. So the nominees for that are Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. I think Don't Look Up could win because it of could. its smart writing. I could see Adam McKay is a really excellent writer. He really is. Um, I could see that winning. I could see that winning. Uh, King Richard has a, had a good script as well. Um, but like that also like as much as I don't know, <laughs> it, it, someone wrote it based on something else, you know, like that was someone's story. So it's autobi not it's biographical. So it already happened. It already exists. Whereas yeah. Don't Look Up is an original story that you pull out, you know? Like, you, well, you mean, base it, sure, on, like, sure satire and stuff. Are you sure based off a book? Because if it was based off a book, it'd be adapted. I'm not saying it's based on a book. I'm oh, based, just it's based, it's on based off person. of someone's okay. life. So usually those autobiographies. It's based off of events that already exist. Yeah. A lot of the times, auto bi- like, bi- biopics, that's the movie, are right. based off of books. Right. Like autobiographies. So I didn't even really think about that. I don't think Licorice Pizza will take it. I don't think Licorice Pizza should take it. 
I'm excited to see Belfast. Because I keep hearing a lot of buzz around that one. So I have a feeling once I see that, I'll have a, maybe to have a new opinion. But I like don't look up for writing. Oh, yeah. I, I think it was very smartly written. And while we're looking at writing, let's look at Adapted. Okay. Yeah. We, I'll, uh, I'll we scroll got, up. We got Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. And based on what I've seen in this, I would give it to Power of the Dog. I really would. Mm. I, I remember the the biggest reason why it's hard for me to choose if I prefer Dune or Power of the Dog personally is because I think Dune is, is a masterclass of world building and storytelling. Like, the story is great, too. Right. Um, And I think The Power of the Dog is a masterclass of, like, deep character work. Like, like to a degree that Dune just does not have. And so I would give the writing to Power of the Dog if we're just looking at those two. Um, I'll give you some more thoughts once I've seen... Coda. I'll definitely watch Coda and Drive My Car because they're both Best Picture nominees. But again, I do actually really want to see Lost Daughter because I've been hearing a lot of buzz around it and it sounds very interesting. Cool. I think that's just about yeah, all, the, that's all the, time the we ones have, we have to talk about. Yeah. We didn't have time to really get into all of them. But all of the categories are very important. I'm very... Yeah. Yeah. Very, we don't want to say that like, just the ones we talked about are important. We just wanted That's to talk about to the say. ones that we felt we could talk most about. Because um, we also said we'll probably be doing a episode focused on our predictions. Yeah, so we'll get more in-depth once we get closer to the award ceremony itself. Um, I'm very excited. I always have a fun time. Yeah. We always dress up. We See, like... but you get more excited about award shows than I do. Only this one. I don't care about any of the other ones. Okay, well, still. I literally don't. The Grammys I turned on halfway through last year. And was like, oh, the Grammys are on. I mean, like, for movies. Oh, yeah. No, I just, it's like, it's an event. And I think I love the Academy Awards so much because it's, I do feel film exists as a form of entertainment. And that's great. But the Academy Awards recognizes film as an art form, which is Mm -hmm. what I love about it the most. Um, And sometimes art's not entertaining. So I think, that's why I think a lot of people. Uh, a lot of I, I hate to say like casual movie fans because I'm not trying to put anyone down obviously but like <laughs> people who aren't into it the degree that I am watch The Power of the Dog and we're like it's boring and I'm like well that movie doesn't really exist as entertainment like I didn't walk out of that movie going oh I felt so entertained by that it was, <laughs> it was, it was like it was like theater it was like going to see a deep play right it opens you, your brain exactly and so think. that's why I really enjoy the award cycle, I understand that it's not perfect. I understand that industry po- politics play a big role in a lot of things. Like, I'm not naive, but I still really enjoy it. So I hope you guys do too. You know what else I hope you enjoy? Our, Our next, next episode. episode. Yay. I thought um, that's what you were going to yeah. say, so that's <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> I was like, I don't really I hope know we're saying the same thing right now. <laughs> um, we are going to, that's going to be a, a wrap on this one. Um, if you liked it, let us know. Oh, oh, we have an Instagram now. Go to our Instagram. It's at Freshly Popped Podcast on Instagram. Check Give us, us a on follow. Insta. Yeah. Um, uh, tell your friends. Uh, tell your friends' friends. Bring people to listen. Yeah, you know, maybe tell their friends. I don't know. We won't make you go that extended. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we hope you really enjoyed it. Um, 
please join us again for our next episode, which I don't know when it will be coming out, but we will be talking about our most anticipated television and film projects coming out in 2022. Right. So for now, I'm Jordan. You can find me most easily at uh, Jordan W. Zimmerman on Instagram and at Jordan W. Zim with two M's on Twitter, where I'm a hot mess. Where can people find you, Wes? And I'm Wes. Is that it? <laughs> okay. Oh, I, Wes's job. Yes, whatever. Okay. Bye. See ya. <laughs>